0: This is the Definitely Uncertain podcast. Each week, we look at how high net worth families can improve their lives, decisions, and investments in a deeply uncertain world. We always aim to provide practical information, even if we can't offer specific investment advice. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Definitely Uncertain podcast. My name is Darren Rockman. I'm a partner with the 20 year old multifamily office Gold Rock Capital based in Israel and servicing clients here and around the globe. Today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome Harel Tal, who is an international tax partner at KPMG here in Tel Aviv. Hi Harel. Hi Darren, good morning. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for joining us on the show. So as part of the COVID crisis, there have been lots of changes in life. And perhaps one of the most outstanding and uh, revolutionary has been the reduction in international airline travel. Just to give you an example or an indication of how much the world has changed, in April of last year, every hour 100,000 people went through TSA checkpoints in the United States. This year on the same day in the middle of April, there were less than 5,000, a reduction of over 95%. That's created, created all types of problems for all types of people, business people, people that had holidays booked, but it also has created a problem for a group of people that you may not have expected. And those are people who don't live and work in just one country. And amongst our family office clients and other high net worth individuals, there are not a few people who have to deal with this particular issue. And Harel, I wanted to talk to you about it and what exactly this has meant. For those individuals. So, to set the scene, can you first explain to us a concept that many people are not familiar with? And that's the idea of residency or tax residence and how that might be different, say, from citizenship.
1: Yeah. So, thanks, Darren, for the outset. When we're talking about uh, tax residency, at the end of the day, we were talking, at least from an Israeli standpoint, um, and uh, we're dealing with a holistic test where we would look at one's uh, center of life. In other words, where does The center of life exists. Center of life is a broad test that includes uh, the place where the person lives, where his uh, family resides with him or without him, where uh, his main uh, business ties are, etc., etc. He belongs to, um, you know, organizations, etc., and his uh, social networks, etc. So all of those indications would um, indicate towards one country or another, and that would be the center of life. In addition to that, in addition to that, and that's very important in the context of COVID. While the main test is center of life, the Israeli tax authorities have also provided with two numeric tests. One is a quite, a, a quite famous, if you have been present in Israel for 183 days or more during the tax year, the presumption would be that you would be considered as an Israeli tax resident. Or there is an alternative numeric test, if you have been present in Israel for 30 days or more, or 425 days or more, during the tax year plus two years prior to the tax, to the tax year. Um, just, as a, just as an anecdote, uh, this is a presumption, and the Israeli tax authorities are using it as they see fit. So there is a very famous uh, court case with regards to a poker player who stayed out of Israel for the far, far majority of the time, doing very well for himself in Vegas, in Australia, gambling and making millions and millions of dollars. He was only present in Israel for 30 days, 3-0. However, Israeli tax authorities, with the support of Israeli courts, determined, unsurprisingly, that he should be considered as an Israeli tax resident.
0: Right. So, yeah. And, and that has nothing to do with what passport you own. You could, be, have, you could be an American citizen, but still tax resident in Israel, or vice versa
1: yeah that's that's correct with americans it's a bit uh, unique because if you hold an american passport then the u.s has what we call a residual uh, right to tax you but in principle uh, yeah i mean it's definitely a different
0: concept okay yeah. so how's that uh, definition been challenged by COVID and by the fact that people are unable in large uh, to travel between countries
1: yeah so i think that the I mean the reality of, of the business world and you know personal circumstances moves much faster than the tax authorities unfortunately and therefore the definition remains as it was as it stands and um, however the reality provides that many of our clients and many of uh, uh, the technology people who work you know outside of Israel mostly in the US these people came back to Israel some of them are stuck in Israel and then they would fall under One of the categories that I've mentioned with the the numbers, and they would be deemed to be considered as Israeli tax residents despite the fact that some of them, not all of them, but some of them cannot even leave the country. So that's, I think, the main change. In other words, there is a whole, there is a big group of people who stayed in Israel, like international business travelers or simply people who work in multiple jurisdictions and they are now stuck in Israel or in another jurisdiction and they would be considered as Israeli tax residents or. Tax residents in it, the other jurisdiction,
0: even though they had absolutely no choice in the matter, it was just enforced upon them by the circumstances. So, exactly. so what has one uh, has different countries? How have they responded um, to this problem? Because I assume the tax authorities are aware of this issue.
1: Yeah. So no, that that's a very good question, and my my personal expectation would be from any tax authority to move to go forward and to provide some sort of a clarification, because you know, with during this difficult times. I think that that's the expectation from governments, and um, in, in that in that vein, the OECD organization did provide for a notification that generally provides um, for the OECD's view and for certain reliefs. So for example, if I am now, I'm an Israeli tax resident, and if I were to be in early March in stuck in a project with KPMG Berlin, um, then based on OECD principles, the, the mere fact that I am now present in Germany for an extensive amount of time without the ability to go back to Israel would not necessarily make me a German tax resident. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, and that's where it becomes very relevant to many of our uh, technology founders who, say, left Israel, live for four, five, six years abroad, most of them in America, they would be considered as US tax resident. Now, if they came back to Israel to their previous home, so to speak, then the OECD, again, provides that they would not necessarily be they should not necessarily be considered as Israeli tax resident. From the general, to put this more, to give specific examples then, the United States and the UK and Ireland in Australia, all of those countries did provide for some clarification. Uh, without getting into too many details, generally speaking, some of those countries provided for a 60 days relief. In other words, you can exclude from your total count, count days 60 days which obviously makes a that obviously makes a huge difference because if the general threshold is 183 days you've been in a country for 200 days then if you're down to 140 that makes a huge difference.
0: Right so has uh, Israel also passed a 60-day rule similar to uh, what's happened in, in other countries? So the
1: unsurprising answer is a no and um, there was a very uh, famous article on, uh, on the globe's uh, newspaper where the PR of the Israeli tax authorities reflected a very, I would say, strict message where Israel does not necessarily follow, will not necessarily respect the OECD notification and uh, memo on the matter, uh, despite the fact that we are an OECD country from uh, 2010. Uh, however, I, I do want to point out that I did speak with the uh, head of the international department and the tax authorities and the view that I heard personally was a little bit uh, softer in the sense that, I mean, the Israeli tax authorities will look at the situation from a more holistic point of view, see the situation where you were present in 2021, 2022, or 2019, and if one could substantiate that he he or she were present in Israel only due to COVID, then potentially the Israeli tax authorities may provide for a relief. In other words, there is no current final answer. They will be willing to consider you know, with the Israeli tax authorities willing to consider is, is, you know, a good answer, as, as good as it gets. Okay. But I think it's, uh, uh, it's better than the common knowledge in the market, at least, where people are, are frightened that they will not accept OECD's approach on that matter. Okay.
0: So, someone who's stuck here uh, in Israel, uh, n- not usually resident in this country, or, or any other uh, country, what would you suggest that they do? What tips uh, can you offer them in order to try and mitigate this problem uh, that they've been forced into?
1: Yeah, so that's that's why it's good, Darren, that we're having this discussion exactly in mid-year, and um, so there is still a lot of room to to change things. I think that the most basic thing would be to um, monitor your days, see if there is a possibility to get out of the country. And um, For example, we had, we had one guy who owns a, a private jet. He was trying to get out of Israel, traveled to an offshore country with his jet, they wouldn't let him in because it's an island. So he refueled. Then he flew to Malta. They wouldn't let him in. Then he flew to the UK. We all know that the UK has a very, had at least a very specific approach with regards to COVID. And then he spent some time in the UK, went back to Israel. And this guy, for example, was within his 10 years uh, tax holiday period. So he only pays tax on his Israeli source income. So obviously it makes a huge difference. Going back to your question, then monitor the days. I think that it's all about documentation in the tax world and not about philosophy, as people tend to think. So if you are in contact with travel agencies, uh, that's something that uh, you know, I would document. If you stay in hotels or Airbnb, in other words, a place that is not permanent, that's something that you should be in a position to present to the Israeli tax authorities if you would be required. So
0: effectively to effectively show that you weren't here permanently or that you were trying to, to, to get out.
1: Exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah,
0: interesting. Oh, very good. Well, Harold, that's been very, very interesting. A fascinating uh, angle on this crisis that I think a lot of people haven't thought about, and obviously uh, a lot of people should. Certainly, people who are caught in this quite weird situation. So, uh, thanks very much for joining on the show. um We welcome everybody's feedback. So, if you have any suggestions or ideas for further podcasts, please send us an email to podcasts at goldrockcat.com. My name is Darren Rockman. Thank you, RL. And thank you, everybody, for listening.
1: Thank you so much, Darren, for inviting me.